All right, well, on a day like today, I don't want to do long-winded openings. I'm so excited to have back Alyssa. Here you are back on with us, the one who helped us start it, the one who got us on the motivation cruise, the one who brought so much flavor. You're back with us. Thank you. And it is us, you and me today. Yeah, thanks for the invite back. Here we are. The band's back together. I love it. I wanted to come up with all the ways <laughs> of saying that, right? You know what I mean? Like, but then it felt like, I know we're like, we're still, who knows how many more, what we'll do next, but yeah. we're here now. We're in and, the moment. We're in the moment. We're being in the moment. All right. Awesome. Well, I'm going to try to play the bass player and you be the lead singer this time. <laughs> Let's see if the band can work better. You know, I kind of got a little, you know, a big chested out there in the front of the band a little bit. You know, I, I didn't right. like going solo as much as, as I thought. So anyway, Excellent. I, I'm happy we're here. Me too. So great. Yeah. So a lot of the landscape has changed in our lives. It's so hasn't funny. It? <laughs> I'm so fun to talk about it. Yeah, it sure Yeah, has. right. Do you remember what our last topic was? I just remember you going, I want that, right? <laughs> yes. Oh, because I think, was it gift versus burden? Was that, that the was la- one of the, was that the last one? I think one? that was the last one that we did. I think that was it. And then I, was that when you said, um, in a relationship, both people need to feel lucky. Was that? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. Like, yeah. I want to feel lucky. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember like, you will. You're like, I want it now. <laughs> like, it's like, when? I want it now, right? And now. <laughs> and now, and I, yeah, I'm, I feel so lucky. It's crazy. Isn't that crazy? So crazy. Nice. You look at it. It's radiating. Everybody, I'm sure, going to hear from your voice. Well, yeah, yeah. It's insane. It's a miracle. Well, you're a storyteller enthusiast and really the one who taught me more about that here in, in this whole experience in this forum. Do you want to start with the story and give us a little bit about Sure. But should we give them some context of... You say it. Yeah. Why don't you drop it? So, yeah. So, when Heath and I began our podcast journey, Heath was in a very beautiful, committed relationship, you know, going through all of that. And I was the essence of single woman. <laughs> Anyone who's listened to our stories knows all that craziness. Yeah, that was awesome. (laughs) I've been watching Heath go through his uncoupling. I think that's what you're calling it. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to use whatever language I can, but I took the whole conscious uncoupling thing. Conscious uncoupling, right. But he's been really acting in an incredible space with it, and I've been really inspired by it. It's been interesting to watch and to see the consciousness of it and the mindfulness of it. And the, he's very deliberate about how he's operating. And that's rarely the case with any breakup, as we've discussed. So I think we're going to touch on that. And then how the hell did Alyssa fall in love? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fall in love. Say it again. Fall. I f- you know what, though? And what is that? Yeah, maybe just chart there. Fall. Yeah. Did you fall? It didn't feel like a fall. It felt like a lift. A lift in love. Yeah. <laughs> lift. <laughs> I felt light. I felt like I was just lifted up. I may have even said it in a podcast somewhere. I really thought that this kind of romantic feeling of love was for the young. That's cute. You know, the butterflies. Like, that's very sweet in high school and I wasn't even looking for that. I know what love feels like, but I thought it would be more mature. So. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> right. Like you had to sacrifice the uh, butterflies for the mature. Yeah, right? just like we grow in love and I'm sure, and I like that too. True. I mean, you do grow in love, you know, but I thought it would just be like, oh, this foundation of friendship that would grow into love, which does happen too. But I didn't know that this giddy, blindsided, completely nervous, 
still. Romantic love isn't dead. It's not dead. <laughs> Even at, I'm going to be 51 on That's Sunday. That's <laughs> so cool to hear. Yeah. I mean, we had some Gen Zers on the show who were like, love is dead. Uh, and nobody cares anymore. And no one's invested in anybody's hearts oh anymore. And it's going to be the zombie apocalypse of the heart. Oh, I mean, seriously, these oh, are on some podcasts oh, no. from some of our Gen Zers. Oh, boy. So okay. now we're coming back swinging with, no, romance and love uh -uh. is well alive. It people. is. And from someone who knows how to experience it, right? Yeah. And someone who is feeling like that you can't make that up like those feelings you can't force like you can kind of convince yourself you love somebody but this is that like you know when i drive into his driveway I, my belly is like full of anticipation or I, I don't even know it's that butterfly feeling that's so silly and it i feel like a kid and we make out like teenagers like <laughs> and how long i mean begs the question how long has this been going on not that long let's see it started the end of february so maybe like february 23rd or so something we're, we're lifted in love for almost a couple months now yeah yeah and oddly enough he lives in my neighborhood because I, I was Hello, like neighbor. <laughs> well, <That's> also, awesome. <laughs> anybody where have you been all my life, guys? <laughs> so crazy. Because I'm like, oh, my person is not in Naples. I think I've said that out loud <laughs> in on a podcast. Even like he's not here. I'm gonna have to move to like Colorado or California or you know North Carolina or somewhere else. But oh yeah, he's five blocks away. Like That's we so walk funny. our dogs together in the morning. Wow. It's like we're in college and we just live in separate dorms. You know. <laughs> And I remember you saying here on the podcast at some point of like, you know, look, I just, I'm asking for someone to maybe walk them, would take a walk with me. Yes, I did remember? say that. And yes. so now you're like walking your dogs yes. even together every morning. Right. That was one of your asks. That's so funny. Oh my gosh, this magical microphone. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. But I think the interesting thing is because we live so close, we haven't had to do that sort of like super fine tuned dating, which takes a long time. Like we, we're able to really get to know each other quickly. At the very beginning, maybe the first couple of weeks, I'm out walking my dog in the morning and he would be dropping off his daughter at school and driving back home. And I'm like fresh out of bed with like, <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> some smelly mess. Like, I don't, I don't care. It's my neighborhood. But, oh, this guy that I'm super crushing on is driving by like, hey. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you know, so whereas at the beginning, like having all those giddy feelings, even though I generally don't doll up as much, I was being a little extra because I was like so charmed and everything. But that got taken away quick. Right. He's like, oh, he looked so cute this morning. I'm like, I did. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's yeah. fabulous. I'm grateful every day. I, I still can't believe I'm like pinching myself. He's the first man Oh my God. I mean, maybe ever. He's in a different category than anyone I've dated or married because there's two collections. <laughs> I've only been married twice, but right, still. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where I don't get sick of him and we truly vibrate at the same frequency. We're the same level of introvert. And so I never feel I'm disappointing him. That's a big one. That's huge, really huge, actually. Huge, yeah. So that folds into, I was telling you, Heath, that I had uncovered, for me, a key in a relationship. A two Cs? Yeah, two Cs. Okay, I'm dying here. Yeah, so because I was noticing I wasn't, I was doing half of the C. So the two Cs that I think are really paramount in a relationship are chemistry and compatibility. 
I have had lots of chemistry with people before and not had compatibility. Or I've had compatibility and sort of not the exact chemistry I wanted. And especially I think people that are okay being alone, I think you powerfully need the two. Do you know what I mean? I do, yeah. No, I'm imagining it right now. I'm just kind of, yeah, letting it soak through. Like a, for instance, is especially later years in life dating, the compatibility piece has to do with things that you and I've discussed before. Like logistics is part of that has to do with compatibility. Aesthetic, that has to do with compatibility. You know, and the obvious, the morals and activity sharing. You know, I can't be with somebody super lethargic. You know, when you say, I mean, I guess it almost begs to say that sometimes when we feel the compatible, we're willing to throw out the chemistry, right? Like, and then when we see that there's no compatibility, maybe we throw fuel on the fire for the chemistry and go, well, this is going to be short lived. So let's just go ahead and amp that up in the chemistry character, but it won't have compatibility. So we've already predestined that experience, right? But it means that we're settling for less chemistry when we're compatible normally. And now you're feeling it at like equal, or I'm kind of walking and navigating and asking the question, you know, what is the, how was it a missing before and why is it so cool and fresh right now? Yeah, that's a great question. Like I said, I don't think I defined it before, but looking back, like for instance, the last kind of blip relationship I had, we had chemistry, but we were not compatible. You know, he was super, super, super outgoing, loved to have people around, would invite people for popovers. I hate that. Like, do not pop. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to pretend I'm, I drowned in my bathtub. (laughs) I'm not answering the door for most people, but that's a really big lifestyle compatibility thing. Right. But we had chemistry, like enough chemistry. I thought. I'm still just imagining you hiding out in the bathtub, (laughs) just like hearing the doorbell (laughs) ring again. And you're just laying there in the bathtub, just going, no, I'm not, I'm not even here because because I'm in the bathtub. My car is here, but I'm not here. You're going to go away. Yeah. Go away. Yeah, no, I get, I mean, obviously we all feel like, you know, have much to say about it, yeah. I think men, I could be wrong, you can tell me, Heath. I think men typically fall in a trap of chemistry, lots of chemistry, and they don't really even think about the compatibility part. Fairly true, yeah. Right? You know, I have a bunch of very close man friends who have recently broken up with their love partners and it was always out of compatibility. I mean, that's what I'm looking at. It's kind of funny because yeah, I, was, I was speaking to this version before, but in the men's version, it's like, we're willing to sacrifice compatibility for chemistry. For chemistry yeah, right? right? It's like, hey man, if I'm just crazy chemistry about you, then, you know, we'll figure out all the other train wreck yeah. shit. <laughs> right. And then it's cute and fun. And then after all, you're like, oh yeah, so that's a lot of work. Now I'm too tired for the chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. So my boyfriend's name is David. He has a name. He has a name. His name One is David. man <laughs> named David. David. I love that name. It's a nice name. It's a great name. It's a good Jewish boy name, too. He, he's not Jewish. He's not Jewish. No, but that's okay. All my good Jewish boyfriends, David. <laughs> it is a great, They're, yes. Isn't it? Kind of yes. It's a great, yeah, it's a king. Yeah. You know, King David. I mean, everything from the compatibility side of things like music, which actually is a big deal to me, his love of music and what he listens to, we're the same age. And that gives a reference point that if you are somebody that appreciates aesthetic and you're a movie watcher, you know, and you've gone to concerts your whole life, and it just gives us another connection of compatibility, really. Right, like endless little things that we view together in conversation or 
a song comes on, you both can share a melancholy, you know, story maybe, <laughs> and it's the same time frame. Yeah. Quickly imagine where you two were, and that's yeah, that's it's cool, cool right? Yeah, it's it just a cool thing. For real. Yeah, and you know how we view the world is very, very similar. We our our politics are are the same, which is huge and hard for me to find in Florida. And he's incredibly smart. So we can have really great conversations about politics or about the universe, you know, and aliens <laughs> or just whatever. And we vibe off of that. Like we geek out, but we find it charming. Yeah, I always have this image of, and I think I've still probably created it to this day of, you know, like the best, cutest relationships are like the 13 year old, you know, kids riding their bikes together who are got the crush on each other, you know, and they haven't found you know, all the sexuality shit yes. yet, but they just, the boy like rides and looks at her hair in the sun and just gets stunned <laughs> by it, right? The girl's like, I think he's looking at my hair in the sun right now. And she's going to write poems about it when she gets home. Yes. And I kind of imagine like, that's kind of one of the sweeter human love experiences. Yes. It's kind of like, you're having it right now. I really am. As an adult, yeah. I am. And yeah. actually, it's funny because I've <laughs> I've been a, a writer of poetry my entire life. I don't, did you know that about me? I did a little okay, bit. Okay, yeah. yeah. So anyhow, I started writing poetry. Because, yeah, and it's, <laughs> you know, stop it. You're so cute. <laughs> cute and gross. But yeah, we're really like that. And it's incredibly mutual. And he's a grown-up man. He's not playing any games. And I loved after our first date, he said... I would like to call you tomorrow if you're okay with that. I've been cautioned that I'm supposed to have some waiting period, I guess. It's like, I can't play those games. And I was like, oh my God, ta-da. Like, really loved that. He's just very honest and direct. And it's really one of those things that every day I find something else that I fall in love with about him. I'll give you a today. It's so corny. Everyone stop listening by now, I'm sure. But <laughs> today, today We're is... We're losing users, Tara. Speak. What's happening? Quick, oh, no. tell, your tell your sad story. Yeah, sad stories <laughs> again. On, we, we need, need sadness. <laughs> we can't wait till she breaks up with him. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> it's terrible. It's not going to happen. Keep going. So I don't typically do nail polish on my nails. And um, my birthday Sunday, my mom wanted to treat me to a mani-pedi and... I'm trying to really connect solidly with my mom. So I was like, okay, let's do that. That's cute. But I don't really like having color on my nails. So I threw out the text to David, who's at work, you know, do you like nail color? Like what, is there a color you would like? And he wrote back, well, I can't answer right now because I'm in a meeting and I really want to, I really want to think about the answer to that. And I was like, oh my God. Like, and he did, he thought about it. And he sent me a picture. He's like, I think this would really go good with your skin tone. And I think it would look really sexy or something like that. You know, and it was just real. I felt so heard and seen. <laughs> it was just like, it was beautiful. I don't know. I was like, I love you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, some people might throw that out there knowing that they didn't really give a shit about the answer. I have right? never but heard. You, no. I you was, know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, and you might have thought maybe you didn't, but I can imagine other people being like, I'll ask him, but he's probably not going to hear back. Probably not going to care. I don't even give a shit if he does. That's like, well, I was just curious, so curious but I didn't think there'd really be an response, answer. Right. And now boom, you're in this moment where it's like, well, I'm glad you asked. 
I have to say, I've taken interest in your toes. It, it was <laughs> like that. Like he, was, yeah. he had a, something to share about Let it. Me <laughs> and on that. <laughs> a sexy thing to say back. Well, I was well, like, okay. Okay, then. Maybe I should think about my lipstick color, too. <laughs> Change direction. Could you please move, remove that whole color? <laughs> Let's go back. Mom is going to take a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. But yeah, it's really, I feel like he's truly interested in me because of the, like, the chemistry is off the chart. And it's, incredible like we are on another plane and it's that part's just I don't even know how we got there it was immediate and it's very very real but the compatibility part is just staggering to me you know it sounds so in the way that it came into it so into its suddenness but also into its clarity and its harmony right which is beautiful I mean there's I mean that's how nature works all the time right we just we think everything's hard typically but in it, I mean, it kind of begs the wonder, and I don't know where you eat, we haven't talked much about this, but is there anything spiritual about it that makes it these things, or is it non-spiritual, I guess, you know what I mean? I just, for me, in operating my spirituality and kind of things really working in harmony or not, right, this sounds very in harmony, yeah. it sounds very, it was right in your proximity, and it was timing, and it was like so many things were, you know, hitting at the exact same moment, and you being in the kind of readiness that you were, and is that just coincidence? Is it just some odd serendipity you're experiencing right now, and you just, and that's why they call it fall in love, or is it, because, you know, it's just you just serendipitously just stumble into this shit, or is there something more to it, do you think? I think there is there feels like the magic around it is spiritual for sure. And actually when we are intimate together, it's incredibly spiritual, which is different for me too, because Heath, you and I've talked about, you know, we are human beings that can separate out our sexuality and our emotions sometimes in certain relationships, whatever that may look like. But in this instance, it's completely woven together. Now, before I met David, you know, I was dating a couple guys here or there and seeing somebody and nothing serious, but none of it lit me up on any level. So I consciously ended all of it. I just, I just need to hang by myself. And then I had actually some girlfriends come visit from up north. And so I was just hanging with my girlfriends and connecting with people who I've known for most of my life. Which is always nice having like people that really know you mirror back you. Like you get to see yourself through their eyes, which is no surprise to you. Yeah. You know, when um, my girlfriend Alicia was here with her close friend from Vermont, and they've been both married for 25 years each or something. And I said, I'm really ready to meet my person. He's just not here. But it's all right. I'm just not, I'm not in the mood to force or to even generate chemistry or try to squeeze some kind of compatibility out of a date. It just, it was... (laughs) Oh my God, Heath, I have to play this on the podcast. You're going to die. <laughs> oh, the like, video there. The, 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 oh, yeah. Oh my God, you do. I mean, we're going to have to make that happen. We're going to put I an know. edit in here, peeps. This is going to be so good. So the thing Cut that. Cut to mad comedy. Right. The yeah. thing that um, broke the, <laughs> the camel's channel, back. Right? It was a classic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Classic. It was yeah. like the thing that broke the camel's back for me from like. I needed a break from all dating and everything was. I connected with someone on a Bumble a dating site. And uh, he seemed different. I was kind of intrigued. And we shared a little bit of texting. And he said, can I call? And I said, absolutely. He didn't call. He left one of those voice message text things. You know what I mean? Like you can it's yeah, a, just it's record a text. into your phone and send a voice text. Yep. And it was the most hilarious, bizarre. Award winning. 
Comedy Gold. I'll have it forever because it's so funny. He was doing this really slow. I'm sitting here. Kochiwa. Yeah, like where did that come in, right? You know, I mean, he had it all going on. Kochiwa. I feel like he had incense in his toe between his toes. I mean, he was sounded like he was watching classic movies. Remember, he was like, I'm watching AMC. I'm a big fan of <laughs> classics. Classic <laughs> films. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was, right? It was like classic films. That's what I'm into. Weird. I mean, I can't, you can't make this up. It, it was amazing. I but I was like, the, you got to send me the recording. Yeah, I will. It's badass. I was like, I'm done. I was, But I loved it. I was laughing so hard. I was crying. And I'm like, I think it's time for me to stop. <laughs> Just That was, if anything was a sign. Yeah. You were like, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> So my girlfriends who were married were really intrigued to like, let's see, I want to see your dating thing. Though. Let's show us what, how it works. They don't, and I'm like, you guys, it's terrible. So I showed them on Bumble. They're like, who's this guy? I'm like, there's no way this guy lives here in Florida because it's season. So there's a lot of people that come into town for three months and they, you know, then they go back to Chicago. And this guy is liberal, like on his profile and is super handsome, cool job. He's a wildlife biologist. And uh, I was like, he doesn't live in Florida. There's just no way. My age. I'm like, no, this is not a thing. And they're like, eh, contact him. So I do. And I am so beyond jaded that when we set up a date, I was like, look, I'll meet you for a happy hour drink, one drink. But like, that's it. Because it's going to be in and out. And you really can't tell chemistry unless you're face to face. And so let's not make it weird. We're just one drink. That's all. Okay, we haven't left that one. We're still on the right. Yeah, like we're the, still in the first drink right, right now. Right, right yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how that goes, I think, when you are not expecting it. And so yeah, feels nice, huh? It's like terrifying. Is it? It's awesome and terrifying. Awesomely terrifying and awesome and terrifying and terrifying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm like dig into that a little bit. What's the terrifying feel like? The only way to really love is to be vulnerable, and if this ends, it's going to fucking hurt. It's going to hurt really bad. And I don't care. Right. I'm going in. I'm going in. Two that feet. That is terrifying. Two feet. I love it. I feel so lifted up. I feel lifted up that I'm just. Two feet. I love the sounds. I'll just say it again, will you? Two, two feet. feet. Thank two you for that. Two feet. Yeah. That. Two feet in. All good. There you go. Love it. Thanks for that. So that is a spin around. That is a 180 from my version of saying, you know, I'm going to see if we can make this one for the, for the long road. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and like, you know, and I'm here we are talking about the tools we might need. And we just got back from a trip and I just learned that she has a love language that I, and I might've normally ignored. That was kind of some of our last conversations. That was the gift versus burden. Right. right. And now here we are through the final, you know, reconciliations of our own and our conscious uncoupling and moving on with our lives. Right. So how are you feeling today? Today is worse than yesterday, but okay. which was, yesterday was like all of a sudden like really great. Okay. Right? And then the day before that was like really crazy. You're on the roller coaster ride of the, of the breakup. That's all it is. Yeah. You can't get around you it. You just can't get around it. I've always said you just can't. Otherwise, it doesn't mean anything. If you're not going to grieve, then you just made it up. So... It has its hundred <laughs> percent. What I said, it yeah, has its grief right? cycle. So it was kind of funny. Judy had used a kind of analogy or a metaphor about it. She's like, you know, sometimes you just got to take a a wire brush to your heart. You know, when you got to oh, clean a house, yeah. and that's how I feel today. Actually, oh, I feel clean. Yeah, I feel emotionally available. You know, like clean and 
you know, whatever my feelings are that are coming through, they feel like they're, they're going through pure, right? They don't feel like they're going and getting trapped in my own bullshit ego and issues. They're just kind of mm-hmm. coming through naturally. And that feels good. Yeah, I feel, um, yeah, what do you call that? I guess, yeah, a little vulnerable and natural and, you know. Bruised. Bruised. And, bruised. Yeah, you know, strong. and a little weepy. Strong. You know, no. You know, we had that. I had lots of that. Right? Not not ashamed to admit that at all. You shouldn't be. Definitely had massive amounts of that for sure. And you know, we had gone through a really, you know, sixty days of really not seeing each other. Right. So. Right. Can you share a little about that? Because I know you've already shared it with me, but it might be really helpful for our listeners. Whatever you're comfortable sharing in that, just because it had a framework. It wasn't just like. Bye-bye. <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, like there's this, uh, what's her name? The actress who, you know, there's... Gwyneth Paltrow, Gwyneth Paltrow right? with uh, Chris Martin. Is that what it is? Yes. So I had nothing. I, you know, I, I'm the last person who would have that information. Right. right? So I, I, I didn't have that. I don't even know why I, even, I have it. I don't even know. Uh, Charlie's Angels is the last Gwyneth Paltrow experience <laughs> I even can think about that I can imagine her in a poster and... I know she drinks a lot of water and promotes sleeping. And I'm, I'm like, I sleep a lot. So I, she, Gwyneth says it's cool. Okay. Right? So, you know, it's like, but other than that, I had no clue. I'm coming back into a level of maturity of myself that is not that much far from who I was when I was much younger. Right? The, the two people have kind of come back together. And maybe that's been from some of the empty nesting that I've done. Maybe that's been through this new navigation of the heart, the relationship that I've done. Who knows what and why, but it feels like I went through almost like what we'd call a loophole where I just got dropped back into 19. Wow. Yeah. Straight story. Oh my God. And so I'm kind of seeing the world from that cat's viewpoint right now. Like you're clean, like you're unscathed by No. Well, I don't know. I don't know about unscathed. I just mean that I probably wore a lot of masks over the last 20 years, raising kids and living life and trying to get through and endure careers and, you know, certain things that I was naturally when I wasn't wearing those masks, hadn't that natural face hadn't seen the sun in a long time, I don't think, right? I mean, only in moments when you feel like you can kind of take it off and maybe somebody will rub your temples. And, and see you for who you really are. Sure, I've said this before, but it's in that space of it's the broken heart that lets the light in. Yeah, right? or through breakdowns or breakthroughs or all the kind of ways they really happen that way. It's right. really true, right? Like you sometimes have to get that. I mean, Michelle was saying it to me because a part of the, the story is, is that, you know, there was conversations around my drinking and I've been a lifelong, you know, a proud rock star, heavy drinker and smoker. And, you know, like I can do whatever the fuck I want kind of guy. Right. And then until anybody can tell me otherwise or prove otherwise. So those, I always said, I'll call was my Marlon Brando and cigarettes were my, my James Dean in between the three of us, we couldn't lose a fight. <laughs> and so this is my winning formula. What's yours, right? Get to yours and start winning with me. And so you know, Michelle had, you know, at the end of it, although it hadn't been a major conversation of our relationship at all, and she's a recovering alcoholic and been sober for the last year, right? You know, we dated for about three and a half, but this last year she had made a major commitment. It was awesome. But, you know, she at the end of our relationship, and it was kind of a messy ending there at the first, you know, this is again, 70 something days ago, 100 days ago, around my birthday, which was like made it shittier, right? Like it's all that. So blah, but it, you know, that's, that's what, how it needed to happen. And so she was like, you know, and by the way, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it, but you should really take a look at your drinking. And if it doesn't ruin your life now, it will later. And so I was kind of like, I'd heard it from you a little bit. I've yeah. heard it from other people who had had, you know, some fallouts with me and my delivery during drinking can be fucking assholeish and all that stuff. Right. right? So yeah. I'm like, so I was like, okay, you know what? Fuck this. You know, I heard it from my mother. I heard it from everybody. Yeah. So it's like, it's <laughs> oh. not new news. Okay. So huh. I, I just didn't want the story yeah. to be the story. Yeah. Anymore. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go have my own story with it. And it needs to be with sobriety. And let me just go get with that. And then I'll get back to everybody after that. 
And so I made a commitment to 60 days of sobriety. And in that, I realized, you know, I, you know, I can't afford to go set, put myself up in a twenty thousand dollars place. I don't think I really need to, but you know, that would be nice to go sit around, do yoga, and <laughs> you know, lay awesome. around, have other people tell you what to do all day, yes. and you know, just take a vacation from work, and you know, just I love oh, that. Doesn't right? that sound wonderful? It does yeah, sound wonderful. Not an option. Can my insurance so, company uh, pay no, for that no, for that's me, a please? No. Yeah, Damn exactly. It. So I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to do it here in my house, in my sanctuary. And I want to see myself through my eyes through this process. I don't want to see me through somebody else's eyes because sometimes I love myself through my eyes, but when I see how somebody else sees me, I don't love myself mm. as much, right? And so at this point, I wow, need to. Wow, that's get, great. What a great insight, Heath. That's great. So I was just like, look, I just need to see me for me. And I'll be honest with what kind of you know cool guy or what kind of prick I see here. So let me work through that. And now that I'm not drinking and using that, and I wasn't like a day drinker, I'm not a morning drinker, right? I'm a evening drinker, I can get slushy at times, I can keep it light at times, I can give up days at times, so, but it could be a, for high functioning alcoholic, possibility of that, you know? So, and it's definitely a crutch and a winning formula, right? So it needs to be addressed anyway. And I'd had some real spiritual experiences in that same amount of time that, you know, God to me, my God, you know, said, you know, Heath, I think we need to address a few things here. That's one of them, I don't need to shame you for that. You're good to go. I'm not shaming you for that. If you got human relation problems with that, you can address those. But I'm talking to you from some other places that are deeper than that. And we've, I've been with you through all of it, right? Why you're drunk and why you're sober and why you're mad and why you're sad. So here's what I need from you. And that's, that's competency and integrity and some real intention and some focus and some conviction and some sincerity as to what the fuck you're doing with your life right now and what you're doing it for and what you're devoted to. And are you devoted to your purpose? And so I'm like, well, yeah, okay, got it, right? You know, it's so in that, he's like, okay. Just light stuff. Yeah, just light shit, just normal shit, right? So then it's like, okay, well, I'm worth more sober. That's basically the bottom line. Whether I want to argue about whether I can drink or not is really irrelevant. I'm worth more sober. That's a great thing to even write down, you know? It's you know, just really it's a, just, it's a bullet. It's just, a, yeah, kind of a, yeah, right? It worked for me. It was a little mantra, right? I'm yep. like, okay. And when, you know, so then I was like, okay, I'm going to do 60 days. And I don't know why I picked the day, but I did. It's right when I'm going through a breakup. So I'm just, you know, right before the 60 days, I'm tipping a last little glass of wine and want to get shit faced because I'm totally pissed off and upset and, you know, kind of emotionally a wreck at the moment. But I'm like, I'm not going to get shit faced because I'm now just trying to get sober. Right. right? So I'm going <laughs> to at least drink a last bottle of wine and walk into this thing. Right. So this was a week between when Michelle and I decided to end it and kind of me getting and she helped me get to some AA meetings and kind of show me what that landscape was like and kind of got me on my feet there, which I really appreciated. And that was like the last time I got to see her through that 60 days. And then we met on Valentine's Day and got a nice little place and, you know, had a nice little setting and sat down and watched the sunset and listened to Stevie Wonder. And I rubbed her feet and we talked about what was good and what we didn't, you know, what we didn't like a little bit and just kind of did a walk on the sand and I dropped her off home and a lot of truths came out. So at that point, were you in a space of we're just going to see what happens at the end of 60 days. At that point, no, or... I was like, I'm going to try to break up with you as nice as I can. Cause one of the promises, or you're breaking up with me. I don't know. I'm breaking up with you. We didn't even know. I mean, she was out. It's it, ending. Was, it was ending. Right. And so I just kind of was like, we kind of promised we knew this was a, you know, roll of the dice and we were going to come out of it and we were going to be friends somehow. I mean, we don't have to be like buddies. Right. But we were not going to like hate each other. I mean, we're just can we're, we're more grown up than that. Yeah. And we did a podcast where we're like, you know, let's try to have a mature relationship. Right. So it's like, we don't need to trash each other. We don't need to hurt each other. Let's just at least have as nice of a parting as we can and try to operate in that as best we can. So I really had no idea what I was doing, but I was just aiming for that. And we had a nice plan for Valentine's that I was trying to surprise her with anyway. So it 
Why throw that out? Was there any part of you now that you look back? Oh, but no, the answer was no, I wasn't going to look back. But then while we were talking, she had written a letter to me that asked me to read. You know, she'd given me that day and she was saying, you know, why don't we try this together now that you're not going to drink? So now the drinking thing might have sounded more like it was a bigger issue than it was. And, you know, and that if I stopped that and she would mentioned that she knows it's nice that when you're sober to kind of be with somebody else sober. And, and so I was like, you know, no, I don't I think we've hit such a wall and it's so messy for us. The relationship wasn't like it was unraveling. it's not working because of your drink. The relationship no was it was unraveling a variety out. of fronts right that had not been spoken about enough and we were not communicating about it and so they were showing up in dark corners around our relationship and we were feeling them can i ask you a question Please. and you don't have to answer but um do you think that looking back now were you possibly ever drinking so that you wouldn't have to feel the questions that i know i was now yeah absolutely no i was now I was in pain and I was definitely, you know, and then I had some PTSD with Zach. And so then the fact that these things with my personal relationship wasn't being addressed and I just was trying. Zach was your friend who? who yeah, I got murdered this year, right? So it's like, and I didn't realize I was in PTSD from it still. I had to put that on hold because there was so much going on in quarantine. Like, right. you know, who cares that your best friend just you got said murdered? a really light year. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking not light year, but everybody can attest to that, right? So, so I know that I was. So she said, you know, maybe we can still make this work. I didn't think there was any, I thought that was a real last straw. And I'm like, look, this is your out like take it you know what i mean like we're done like m make the move was there any party that felt a little pulled into that possibility when she said it well i'm always cautious about losing an opportunity for great love right so if it's truly something that i have just stomped on and i need to take this time to figure out or there's something that's truly that we can make sense of why this went this direction and why it would be not going in this direction and why we could make it better. And if all that just came and landed on our lap when we were in a little bit more of a sane and sober space. And as I said, I need some time away from the spell. You know, relationships put you in spells. Oh yeah. Well, it's, it's actually a chemistry. They use the word, I know we talk about it like it's magic, but, but it's actually science. <laughs> right, totally science. It's actually science. So when you break up with someone, your body craves the yes, pheromones uh, and nature put this together to work that way right yeah so. that's why you know you were together and um so it's a little hard when somebody's like hey maybe we should try this again it's hard to not get seduced and because you're because the science of it will also be pulling you back in my heart was saying if there's one last guttural chance that we might be able to make this happen i'd love to see on the other side of this, this experience for me if we can both live into some form of integrity that shows that we actually take each other that so that we both would feel lucky yeah to be with each other right you wanted to have that feeling again you weren't Absolutely. feeling lucky anymore. anymore you stopped feeling lucky a and while she didn't ago feel lucky and nobody I, was I knew feeling she lucky wasn't feeling lucky with me and i couldn't get her to feel lucky with me and it just that all that was gone that's no fun it was no fun anymore for both of us the thing is we had this kind of chemistry and this compatibility but it seemed like i guess now that i look at the way you're saying it we were like that can be down here or that can be up here, right? That can be like from one to 10. I can tell you from an outsider's perception, if, may I? Give it up. I've said this to you before, but for our listeners. Or why I don't know what you're going to say, but I'm sure if you say it, I then know, you've said it. I know, because we've, yeah. Bring it. I've said, and this is not a, a slam on Michelle. She's a great woman. It's, it's not about that. But I have always questioned your compatibility with Michelle. And I've, I've warned you about it at the very beginning. And as your friend, it's I just, story. yeah, as your friend, I just, you know, I, I would listen to you and, and, you know, we'd get in a little bit of a bit, bit, bit about it, yeah. but I was not feeling the compatibility from, I saw chemistry. Um, I get it. She's a beautiful woman, you know, and she's young and she's cute and 
you know, she's sexy. So I get, I get why Mr. Heath is like, yeah, yeah, we got, we got, we got compatibility. I'm like, you do not. Leave me alone. And I like her. <laughs> anyway, she's so, I'm like, she's not those things, but, but she is a lot of other things, but that's okay. I'll, so, I'll play along. And it's interesting. Like, you know, I, I, is that okay that I just said so that? Beautiful. Okay. It, it is. And, it's true. and you know, it's, you know, going through this process and again, you were talking, you know, you've got some time under it now, right? Uh, other people said the same thing. They said, you know, go back and look at your pictures and see if you really get the same feeling that you guys were really there right you guys look good together but do you where's the feel like there were people who brought it up in different ways very nuanced and not insulting right? no no you know? no it's not and as you know i live my life fairly transparent i'm sitting we're sitting here now right, right. so so people, when they share information with me, I hope that most of the time it's really a, it's a gift, right? It's not a burden and they're not judging anybody else, right? So they were just given some insights since they were like, yeah, I didn't feel that compatible. It felt like, but it was nice to see you so happy and it was nice and she's beautiful. And it was nice to see you both have a moment of beautiful. Yeah. Right? I often felt like you were putting in a lot of I'm being kind. You were putting in the heavy load of the work in the relationship and, um, you know, it's a tribute to you. Like you wanted it to work, but I'm also like as a step back and looking at myself and in my past relationships, I think that when one person has to be carrying most of the load to try to make it spark and make it work and make the other person like interested or whatever's going on there, it's doomed. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I don't want to do that again. And I, and I do think it is. And I think, you know, and then there was a sense that we both positioned it. I mean, I, I take accountability in the fact in the beginning, we both were kind of like, this is probably all very temporary, right? And it was, You did say, it, she it, said that too. You both, both did. Said it, and we were both living in it. We couldn't get that out of our realm, right? And so that kind of helped stage a lot of that one foot in, one foot out. And so I know that at the end, when I was sitting in the truck with her at the very end, kind of last moments as she was getting out before the, when I was going into my 60 day of sobriety, is I was like, I don't want to feel like I'm a temporary person for anybody ever again. That is <sighs> the worst fucking feeling Say that ever. again. Like, I don't Say ever, that. ever, ever, ever want to feel like I'm the temporary fit in for someone ever oh, again. God damn, and that's even, great. You know, even when I the, felt that <laughs> down my back. <laughs> Yes. And you know, it's like, and this is kind of the drinking thing for me. And I think I realized that everything we choose in our life, because it's all love and it's all lessons, but it's like from potion to poison, right? At moments, things can feel like like a potion. Mm. I used to use drinking as a potion, right? And you loop things up, be fun. And I thought I was more fun on it and all this other stuff. And, but then when you realize that, you know, when it can also be more of a poison than a potion at times, right? But you're not paying attention to the poison. Right. You're like, okay, that's a bad day. And like in a relationship, that's a bad day. It's not a bad drunk. I'm not a bad drunk. It's just a bad day. Right. It was a bad drinking night. Right. What did I eat that day? Right? Right, you come right. up with whatever your drinking mood swing was because you're not normally a <laughs> fucking asshole drunk. Right. Yeah. And so, but you have them. Right. And then, so I think, and then the kind of poison starts to bleed into your blood. And now you're realizing maybe you're more stressed, you're more angry about things you're not acknowledging. And so now you're being more angry while you're drinking, right? It's all reflecting. And so now it's not a potion for me. It's a poison. Right. And so I feel that and I want to be more mindful in the rest of my life and understanding that decision day to day. And that can be true, not just for drinking. That can be true for For relationship. 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 I'm making the parallel to, let's say transportation and the use of fossil fuels, right? Like there was the day when we all loved driving our T-bird and driving faster and burning more gas and our wind in the hair and driving cars was a potion for a long time. It made us all stronger and bigger and amazing. We had character and identity, you know, millions of them. I mean, I'm taking a radical step out of relationship and drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I hear you. 
same yeah. thing. Is is driving really a potion for everybody anymore? You're stuck no, at home. Do you right. feel the fucking potion of driving? Nobody really cares. Get the get whatever car. <laughs> get a tube. Right. Right. You know they what I mean? They have those one wheels now. <laughs> Just whatever, around on that shit. <laughs> and use it sparingly or driving is going to become a poison. Anything we overuse or use unconsciously is going to turn to poison. It's not going to stay potion forever. And so that's helped me deal with my address, my drinking. It's helped me now really address with my grieving and my and why I'm happy also to be out of the relationship with Michelle and I. And I'm sure she is too. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And so we did the whole reconciliation. We made some agreements uh, that we would kind of live into some things, you know, for that 60 days. We came back after the 60 days. We had a nice little sit down dinner. Right. And we addressed the time in between and tried to see if there was something that we were, that we did feel magic and it was totally worth hanging on. And there was, you know, we could count for our bad decisions together and why we were feeling the way we were. And we could completely realize that we, we had it all right here in the palm of our hands and that we were lucky to have each other. We shouldn't let that go. And that experience didn't happen on that night. It did not. It did not happen. I mean, we had a lovely night. But it didn't happen. Okay. So can I go back to that a little bit? Just yeah. so, you know, you're saying it very casually. Yeah, I'm amazed I'm saying it out loud. Yeah, I know. I'm just checking in with you. It's not, <laughs> I'm not quite trying like to be casual. No, at no, all. I know. Yeah. That's why I'm that's why I'm like, all yeah, right. I'm just trying to, you know He's <laughs> taking the reins here. <laughs> Take it over. Bag it up. <laughs> so you met back together after the sixty days, you went over some stuff with you know, a possibility floating in the air of maybe you would we spent five hours in my house. I made dinner and we sat around and drank non alcoholic wine and ate dinner and, you know, chatted about things and the only objective was let's meet face to face. If we could live into the agreements fully, you know, we should at least be able to be friends. Right. If we don't live into those, we should definitely, you know, we won't be able to be friends. Maybe. So are you friends? And I have a whole story about that friendship thing. I'm yeah. sure you do. I mean, I guess, and maybe friends isn't what I was trying. Maybe it isn't the right word. But right? Thank you. I that's where I was going to so, go. Yeah, I think yeah. we can, I don't think that's the original tension. I think it's uh, my version of friends means, yeah, let me remove that word. Cause, cause you know what a friend is? I'm going to make it real simple. You can only be friends with your ex if you can go on a double date with them. Exactly. Which I could do that in, okay. in a given situation, you know, with my exes, right? And okay. then most of them, you know, would say that, I think, if they got on the call. But Keith would go on a double date with me any day of the week. Yeah. Right. Right. And I even said that to Michelle, right? I even said, like, <laughs> right. when I was talking about our speakeasy, uh, you know, experience that's coming out here pretty soon, right? I was like, yeah, maybe you and your date might want to do that. It's not much to do in Naples, right? So in my mind, I could totally imagine that easily when my heart is now, you know, out of, and my ego and my heart and my, and my claws on someone else are out of the way. Right. Yeah, of course. But in some friendships, you know, you're that close and it was that hard and you let them go. It's more like, you know, if it's a tornado or a hurricane and you give a call, I'm going to pick it up. Right. Or if you casually reach out and say, I'm in your area 10 years from now and you want to grab a bite and I'm going to meet you, or you want to share that you're actually getting married and good things are happening in your life. I would love to hear. Right. Like that kind of friend is that version. And that's really what I mostly was trying to think that Michelle and I had the right to have. Right. It wasn't like we were going to go back to hanging out and double dating. Right. And we're going to be, you know, I don't have that many friends anymore anyway. Right. So I'm not looking for that kind of friend anyway. I got plenty of other shit to do. Exactly. But the category of, you know, being the, the friend of, you know, yes, I have your back if you really needed it. I'm not going to talk shit. And I'm happy we had this season. And, you know, now we're still moving on. So in that vein, yes, we are absolutely still friends. Good, I, good, good. Okay, good. Excellent. Wow. I mean, not all the agreements were lived into, and there was some stabs there, and I would be remiss to not say that without all sincerity, but I will, you know, on, on her side. But yeah. on my side, I feel like I lived into it on that side tenfold. And So in that space, I mean, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, 
because you have shared with me that maybe not all agreements were were um yeah i mean the biggest ones were held and that's that's enough exactly at that point i was like that's enough i'm totally cool with that I'll scrap the other ones. That was when I was more emotional. You're very good at allowing humanness. I will say that's a really good skill of yours. Thank you. When you're your true self, you know, it's like you allow that. You're like, okay, well, that's just human and we all are flawed. And, you know, it doesn't mean I'm not making, I'm not giving that a bigger meaning. That's right. And that's a really, that's great. That's awesome. I think that allows you to heal quicker too. I think so. Yeah. Because you're not like playing it over in your head. Not at all. God damn it. I mean, it, it could have been a lower frequency self, right? High road, low road, right? If I wanted to go low road, it could have gone all that. And I was like, no. I'm, and that was, I think, the nice thing about conscious uncoupling was I knew that I was sincerely committed to the uncoupling going as much of a high road as I could have control of. And she really did the dance with me. She could have metaphorically thrown the, the rock in the window and, you know, purposely tried to see me on the first date kind of thing or whatever. But, but you know, she didn't. For the most part, she played as nice as she could and within her capacity. And she played along, which she didn't have to at all. And she contributed to some of it. And That's so that great. Was, that was enough for me. It was super healing. I thanked her for that many times. And so with that, the fact that she helped do that with me, whether she wanted to or not, and respected me and loved me enough to do that, I could not be more grateful. And also that, you know, in that, while it was all melting down, her comments about alcohol landed on me at the right time, right person, right situation. And that is why I'm 70 days sober now. That's awesome. Now, what happens now? Like, do you start dating? Are you just not worrying about that right now? Are you? So, yeah, I gave up cigarettes at the same time as I gave up alcohol, which I loved them for years. I love my cigarettes. So, so happy. Yeah, and everybody's up. happy about that. And they don't stink like cigarettes now. Yeah. I don't have to stand out and do the thing. And so it's, it's whatever. <laughs> I'm okay with it. And it's good. So uh, I love not having smoking in life, my life like that anymore. I smoke a grandpa pipe now and I get to clean it out and... <laughs> The ritual. The ritual. It's yeah. more ceremonial. It's not, you know, injections 15, 20 times, 30 <laughs> times a day, right, right? In your mouth. You know, it's, I don't have the nervous system of, you know, it's the same thing, potion to poison. When it turns into purpose, I need a cigarette. I need a drink. I need a this. I have a purpose. I need my woman to be this way or that, or I need this. Then that becomes poison. Right. So the cigarettes are gone. I've been celibate. That was one of our agreements, you know, for the 60 days is let's not sleep around right now. That'd be a hard thing for each other if we had to deal with it. And, and we're untwining our hearts. There's spirituality here. So let's just give that one a, a fave, please. Yeah. And so we lived into that. And so I decided I want to do another 30 days of that kind of okay. you know, celibacy. And, and then, then from there, see. I'll see. And same with the moderation with drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be able to look at that again after I've, you know, done my sobriety and say, do I want to give myself once a month? Do I want to give myself a spontaneous, you know, how I want to redesign my life with sobriety and how do I want to include some, some good poison in there every once in a while. Right. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so I'm actually launching a new podcast. Okay. Called Bar is Closed. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And so we can all decide when we want to close the bar. Nice. And and then we can reopen it when we want. We're not powerless. We actually have great power over our lives. I love that. I know you do. Thank you for sharing that. That was really great. Very inspiring. Truly very inspiring. Thank you. And uh, I kind of love that we're both powerfully in completely different places than last time we sat across from each other in front of these microphones. I mean, that just shows you like the world turns. <laughs> exactly. And, and we you went know? through some of our turbulence in our relationship that we were able to reconcile in that process right. along the way. That's right. That got us here too. And there here we you are. go. <laughs> so it's beautiful. I think it's, it's great. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. All right. So I think, what do you think? I think we're good. I mean, before some good counsel was 
we don't need to cut it out, Heath, when it's still got something going, and we don't have to hurry to quit, but we don't have to keep it going if it, does, if it feels done. I feel like it's done. I do, too. I think we're good. Isn't that cool? <laughs> it is, yeah. All right. All right. Thanks. That was really awesome. I love you, Alyssa. I love you, too, Heath. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. The mixed messages. The mixed messages. The mixed messages. The mixed messages. Mixed messages, 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 messages. messages.